Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 138 of Offbeat Tracks. I'm Danielle. And I'm Max. I, you had to make me do that even when you start. I, ah, it's been so long. I've avoided that stupid rhyme off the top. I'm so happy right now. Oh, God. I can die All happy. Right. I can die a happy Can we lady. just move on? Yes. What are we talking about today, Danielle? Miss America, 1984. That's spurned, right. The spurned, the scandalized 1984 Miss America, Vanessa Williams. Yes. But we're not going to talk about all of Vanessa Williams because, like, we don't care about all of it. We just care about her first album, well, which is 80s dance boppy. I must say I do care about a little of it beyond that. Well, I do, but I mean not for the show. Okay. My, you can care all you but want. But specifically, care yes, you wanted to talk about her debut album. We're saving the best for first this time. Oh, oh, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> so why why this album? Why did you want to pick... I don't know. I just kind of forgot about it. It came on the radio and I was like, man, I forgot about 80s bop, Vanessa. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I just forgot. So I was like, you know what? I wish there was a podcast that I was on where we talk about that stuff. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, dang, <laughs> I got one. <laughs> I got one. That's crazy. So we're going to talk about the right stuff, which is an album that came out in 88. Yeah. June, June 6, 1988, specifically. June 6, 1988. D-Day, 1988. Oh, my God. <laughs> Debut album day, if you will. <laughs> Debut no album disrespect day. disrespect to the servicemen at yes. D-Day. JK. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> JK, LOL. <laughs> so, this was, uh, this was actually, this album went platinum, by the way. Yeah, it did. Which is insane, because I didn't think it was really that successful. Like, it's so it wasn't. not played it only, anymore. It only peaked at number 38 on the Billboard 200, <laughs> which I, I it's, okay, only number 38, yeah. How many number 38 albums have I had? But you know what I mean. Like, yeah, in the grand I mean, scheme of things. This album had a couple of hits, but it's like, I never hear it played anymore. Unless no. I'm listening to, uh, Sirius XM The Groove, which is... <laughs> My new jam channel. Um, all number day. number eighteen on the R and B chart, by the way. Just wanted yeah. to point that out. Okay. And we got a whole slew of producers. Um, I'm going to kind of mention those as we go through the tracks oh, yeah. here. But uh, mostly, it was a dude named Rex Salas, who I had not heard of before. But he's he was the producer behind most of these tracks. We'll say like more than half of them. Yep. Yep. Um, but anyway, if you don't know anything about Vanessa Williams before she became. I don't know how you would... She's like an actress, singer. I don't know which one she's more successful at, you would say. Yeah, she is. She's kind of like evenly both. You're right. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in the 90s where she was just kind of out there. Yep. And she was, she was just, saving the she best She's a famous person. And, yeah, she was in movies and TV, and I don't really remember why, but I just remember her being around kind all of the a time. Jennifer Lopez before Jennifer Lopez was Jennifer Lopez, Yes, and not nearly as big as Jennifer Lopez. Correct. Jennifer Lopez is the queen of and the also world. also not quite as talented. But you know what? Still beautiful and love her. <laughs> She's I'm, very pretty. I will say from the music side of things, I prefer JLo's music. But Absolutely. Like you'd be crazy not to. But like, Vanessa Williams this. definitely has some bops on this album. Yes. And and Vanessa Williams also to point out is the most one of the most beautiful people I think that's ever yes. lit. like she's just like if you yes. like create like a person of like yes agreed we don't know what her ethnicity kind of looking <laughs> is who's just like that perfect like dark skinned blue eyed like uh, to me she's just like the perfect face of all of it she is she's a very she's beautiful lady <laughs> a Miss America she looks she is, like America yes. she is the Miss America yes, <laughs> yes agreed anyway but she she was crowned Miss America in 1984 this is a fun story mm-hmm. and then of course because and we're still living to this you know, in this day a little bit. But in 1984, it's not, you can't have a job if you've ever exposed things people know that you have, like your boobies. Right. That is, it's okay to have them, but never show anyone or else you cannot have a job or a title because there's nothing more American than acting like no one has boobies. 
<laughs> yes. So, Correct. This is very. I remember hearing about this on like the Vanessa Williams like behind the music or E True Hollywood story or something when I was like a kid. I was like twelve or thirteen, and I did not understand it. So I was kind of excited to go back and read about it again for this. And I will tell you, there's nothing to understand. It's just stupid. It is stupid and it's sad. It's, yeah, so I, she, I would say yeah, sad. Yeah, on top she got of her stupid. crown taken away uh, they, because they, oh no, Penthouse has pictures she didn't do on purpose like they were unauthorized pictures it's not like she's like i'm a miss american i'm gonna go show my boobies to everybody and choose to do it like she got fucked over there were pictures yes of her from before way before the miss yeah. america title and <laughs> penthouse published them and they took her crown away yes and it's it was early revenge porn yeah exactly it's crazy that is uh, kind of a good way to put but it but yes. one thing that is decent <clears throat> out of this i mean she ended up having a great career she came back she rehabilitated oh, yes. her image it took her a few Very years much. but she did but uh, she apparently was working with the producers of Miss America in like 2016, like behind the scenes on the pageant, and they gave her an apology, a they formal did. apology. They, they, they I'm let not her... sure that matters now, but at least that's. In fact, cool. she performed. She came out and she sang, um, and then after that, the the president of the organization oh, nice. that does Miss America came out on stage, and and apologized to her and to her mother in front of everyone. Um, I, yeah, I remember that. It was it was it's very. It was it was it was yeah. moving, yeah. That's and it very like cool. it, it was an actual unlike like you know very like I just want to keep my job apologies that I think are very commonplace and not you know people actually accepting that they might have hurt somebody else. It was very genuine. That's and, good. And um, the dude, I think I remember the dude saying at the time too that like he didn't he was not the president like at the time oh, when yeah, this happened true. like cause he he was significantly he would have been way too young. But it was, you know, he still took that. He bared the brunt of that at, because he knew he represented the organization. And he said, you know, this organization failed you and we apologize for it and apologize to your mother. And you can tell it was, it was very genuine. And it was very touching. Now, the thing that I worry about in that, you know, I'm glad that they've acknowledged that they messed that up and that was stupid mm-hmm. and it was awful what they did. But I just wonder, like, in the current contracts of like morality clauses that are in the miss america kind of a thing you know the language whatever they put in there in 1985 to prevent this vanessa williams thing you know that's still in there oh sure you know it is sure so it's like the apology that they're doing they're like well you're a big star and now we look dumb right but these people aren't big stars so you all keep your boobies in because yep i love that we've said boobies like eight times we i have. love saying the word boobies it's a good boobies good word Anyway, so... So, um, let's talk about this album, shall yes, we? Yes, yes. So, uh, this is 1988. She's rehabbed her image a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she releases a pop album that's pretty uh, adorable and weird, honestly. It's and a it's very called, strange album. It's called The Right Stuff. <laughs> the Right Stuff. Not The New Kids on the Block. No, and we're not going to talk that about them anymore. That predates it. That predates um, it. So, yeah, the first uh, song on it is the title track. It's called The Right Stuff. It's a dance pop little jam r&b-ish this was a um, number one dance hit on the dance absolutely. charts i totally see why did not do as well on the pop charts yeah but it's a good little song um it's a pebbles song this is pebbles oh okay interesting that's all i could hear in it because so, it's like i could see I, yeah yeah that, i think that's a fair comparison even after i heard it on the radio again which gave me the inspiration for the show i had like pebbles music in my head right after it because it just sounds like a pebbles song this is like right after pebbles came out and had her 
first hits. I always liked the um, the bizarre series of like samples at the beginning of it. You know, there's like <laughs> yeah. a scream and a telephone ringing. And all that. I never really understood the point of that. And it's like it's even in the radio version too. It's not I like hardly under understand the point of that in any song. So it's yeah. I don't. I, it's very weird coming into this like very purely just poppy song. But I guess there was a very over enthusiastic audio engineer that day who found a new button. Okay, the next track is called Be a Man, and I'm over these stupid gender roles. Like, I can't listen to songs like this anymore because it makes me so upset. I know. Like, I tried to explain, like, my brand of feminism to someone, and I'm like, it's not just about hating men or whatever. I think, like, <laughs> I mean, I just, it's mostly about that. Let's... Well, sometimes, but they do stupid stuff, and you got to. No, like, I'm, I'm supporting it. Like, yeah, that's oh, okay, why. I, yeah, yeah. No, obviously, but, like, that's it's, why I'm a feminist. I just think that the living up to a gender role is the main part of that. Like, women shouldn't have to live up to their roles. And same with a man. What does it mean, be a man? Yeah, exactly. Be a man. Pizza <laughs> rolls, not gender roles, people. Pizza, ooh, I like it. But anyway, it's a whatever song. But uh, I was yeah. distracted the whole time. Literally, I can't the, the, get on board with anything that says this. The only thing interesting to say about this song for me was that it was co-written by Patrice Russian. Yes, I noticed that, and I was when I was looking through it, I was like, huh, okay. Dreamin' was somehow a number eight hit. It was. And I got a little trivia for you here. Oh, God. So that makes, if this was a number eight hit, that makes this her fourth best charting single. Can you believe that? (laughs) And I bet you can name two of the other three. And if you can name all three, I will quit this podcast right here and now. Save the best for last. Obviously. Uh, What was the song she did for a Disney thing? There was a Disney movie song. That's the other one I knew you could name. Uh, Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas. So that's the question. What's the third one <laughs> that charted higher than number eight? <laughs> it's a song you've never heard before. It's called Love Is, and it was a duet with Brian McKnight. Do you remember that song was at it all? Was like late 90s? No. No? It was early 90s. Hmm. Had never heard of that. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right? But it charted better than Dreamin'. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Love Is. Uh, yep, love is. So there you go. I'm just saying Vanessa Williams' okay. fourth biggest chart hit. <laughs> Try to just wrap your brain around that as we go along. Um, this is also, this is a cover yeah. worth mentioning. Um, originally by the family band Gwyn, um, mm-hmm. whose album I actually have on that, sitting That's on that crazy. shelf over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and actually Gwyn's version is really good. Yeah. I do, you know, I love a good family band because families always harmonize better than yeah, non-blood the... related singers always. It's just a thing. <laughs> 
Um, That's actually a good point. I'm they do. Be, I've never thought of it that way. They do. It's and so, DNA yeah, thing, there's some really, really nice harmony happening on, yeah. on um, Drew, Gwen's version of Dreaming. Yeah, it's but a good little... I, I like Vanessa Williams' version, too. It's fine. Yeah, it's a good little slow jam. Um, this is a, a slow jam R&B kind of a thing. We'll always mm-hmm. have some sax. So we have some saxophone happening, some section, if you will. Some section. Some yes, section. I like that. I'm pro-section. How to put it together. If you really love him, whatever. This song is completely forgettable, except I do have to say, it's got my favorite synth sound, and I never know the name of that pop, 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 pop at the beginning. I like that. I like uh, any song that has that. This song is dope because it was co-written by Chucky Booker, and you can totally tell by that bass line because yeah. Chucky Booker, is he's the king of the synth bass. If you ever hear the, just like the funkiest-ass synth bass you hear in your life, Look in the credits. Yes. It's probably Chucky that is Booker. By far the best part of this song. The rest of it, that and the pop pop pop, is good. What is the name of that, by the way? I could not pop, tell pop, you. Pop pop pop. Pop pop. I just, you know, I feel like ruining the mystique would not be a good idea. I, I much prefer that. Okay, name. good. Because I think someone's actually told me what the name of it was, like at least three times before, and I've always forgotten. And I'm like, you know, the pop pop pop. <laughs> That's what I do. This song is called He's Got the Look. And is not a Prince it's, movie. He's got the look. And it's not Roxette either. No, he's got the uh, This was a number 10 R&B hit, though. and uh, Which is it, crazy. It was written by someone named Amir Bayan. And if you uh, do a little digging, you'll find out that is uh, actually Kevin Bell of Cool and the Gang, who had changed his name by then. And I guess oh. converted to Islam, I suppose. Um, this was actually the second single from this album. Exactly, right? Yeah, I didn't um, know Which that is either. kind of odd. Yeah, it's very odd to me. And, I mean, it's it's a very strange video. And it is a very strange video. I think, like, my issue with Vanessa Williams in this phase and why it's so weird <laughs> and novelty to me is because... Start a just... new podcast called My Issue with Vanessa Williams. <laughs> in fact, Vanessa Williams should start a podcast called My Issue... And it can be called My Issue <laughs> with Vanessa Williams. <laughs> anyway, go on. I listened to it. Um, my thing about this and why it's so weird to me is because she was a pageant queen, clearly. Mm-hmm. And she comes off so pageanty, which is why I think her later career works out well for her. And oh. she works well in ballads. And it always just seems weird when she's trying to do like this funky R&B pop thing, this dance thing. It doesn't come out right. Like she's all dancing in the video. Interesting. And it's fine. And she's trying to look cool. That is, but that it is actually it, very astute. It comes off so pageanty yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I noticed yeah. it when I was watching the video okay. for this. I was like, that's what doesn't work about Interesting. it. And that's why it's weird to me. But that's why she fits in so well in so many other things because she's 
Those are pageanty. This is not. Anyway, that's all I could think about this whole song. I'll be the one is the one this song slaps. Oh, I'll be the one? Yeah. Yeah, it is the one. There's a good reason for it. It was produced by Louis A. Martinet, who, of course, is the dude who was producing Expose. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So he's just. (laughs) You can tell this was probably something he wrote for Expose and was like, nah, actually, Vanessa, you can have this one. (laughs) Yeah, he was so busy slapping everywhere he went. This man's a slapper. Yep. But yeah, it's high energy. It's got a little freestylish feel. Totally. Which is like, I mean, that's his thing, though. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it kind of doesn't. That's the only time you really see that on this album, that freestyle feel. But I like it. It's really cool. It's such a good song. I'll be there to give my all. When you see it's me, that you think I know. song security i think this should have been a single and i think it's criminal that it wasn't Mm. i think it's a i don't know it's a that is very interesting (laughs) it's i don't know it's got a good r&b edge to it i think it i think it is the second most forgettable song on this album so that is interesting that you think it should have been a single could have been i think it should have been a single i think it's i don't know it's got a nice edge to it that i think would have fit on radio in a decent way and kind of made her appear different than pebbles for Christ's sake. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just like this I'm song. I'm not sure this I would have achieved that goal, but I, I, I see what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> like, everybody confuses me with pebbles. Man, what a fate. song called darling i and this was the fourth single released from this album the fourth Why? and final single who is making these decisions i don't know i mean it's... um i guess they they wanted to throw another ballad out there after dreaming is the best thing i can i can yeah. figure and i mean vanessa that is to me what she does best so i get that Yep, that's true um but... it did, it, this was a big hit on ac and rb radio I, by the way yeah of course it was um to me this ballad is just trying so hard it really is it it's is, very dramatic it is trying hard a lot of lot of dx7 piano happening yeah i feel like vanessa's singing really hard and she doesn't have to because i think her best voice is a soft ballad where she's not like trying to sing the hell out of it she just sings it she's, she's got just a naturally nice voice and it's trying so hard and i'm like girl let it go she does this video for it where she's like this 1940s lounge singer ah. thing uh, yeah, it's a. It, and she like dramatically like rips off this string of pearls and throws them like while her like '80s businessman husband is in his very like glass and steel office like pouring a <laughs> cognac for himself. It's just, it's just a lot of drama. 
Yeah, that's my everyday life. That's not what you experience every day. We're going to go to the question portion of the track list. <laughs> She's got a couple questions. First of which is, based on that last song, which I think was trying too hard, she asks, am I too much? Resounding yes, Vanessa. Yes, it's, I don't know, this is a jam, though. Like, it's, you can never have too much funky synth bass, uh, if you yep. ask me. More so. Brings back the talking <laughs> sampling thing at the very beginning of Absolutely, the song. Absolutely, which is a throwback to that. I really feel like she should have run with that. She could have kind of like made that her signature. She could have. I don't know. It still just seems very weird. She's doing imagine, the pageanty way. It <laughs> imagine come Save off the, the Best right. for Last or Colors of the Wind, but like with <laughs> 10 seconds of random samples at the beginning. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Uh, this was not produced by the same dude who produced the right stuff, by the way. This was produced by two guys named David Paul Bryant and Daryl Ross. So I don't know. People <laughs> I, named I guess Darryl. they were ex- leaving notes for each other. <laughs> Just put 10 seconds of random stuff at the top. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's We're going to make this her thing. <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely work. I really like it, though. Next question of the album. Can this be real? Alternate title. Why did we include this song? I'm going to be honest. Okay, this song and the next song are a different album. They do not fit with the rest of it. Okay. And I honestly think this song and the next song is future Vanessa Williams. Oh, okay. This is the part that they stuck to and was like, this is good. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so I like you it because I think it fits uh, her better. I, uh, yeah, I see why you're saying that. that because they're both very piano ballady, but this one, I just, I don't think it's as put together as the, the one we're going to talk about next. No. I, I think this is pretty forgettable. No, it absolutely is. It's a very forgettable album cut of it, but I like the approach. I think this fits her better in general. It's a sweet, pretty love ballad. Uh, she just has such a smooth voice and a soft sound. She's not over singing it. It's not begging for that. It fits her perfectly. Can this be real? Can this be love and feeling? Can this be a dream that fades in morning light? Can this be real? Can this be Well, apparently you answered the questions poorly, so now the answer is just like, whatever happens. This next song, whatever happens. Can it be real? Who the fuck cares? So, whatever happens, which is, I think, a very, very good ballad and perfect Vanessa. 
Yeah, this is a much better ballad. This is, like, I, this is not like my cup of tea. I never need to hear this song again. Whatever. But it's perfectly what she does. Like, it, it doesn't feel like it's trying too hard. It's perfect for her voice. Did you notice that it was written by uh, Larry Carlton and Bill Withers? I did. I did notice that. Yeah, I, I was like, Bill Withers. But yeah, this is a good song. And it's perfectly what she's made for and what she ends up having bigger hits with later. Except for Dreamin'. <laughs> except <laughs> for Dreamin', exactly. I just can't be sunshine on every day We'll smile oh, and be happy anyway And we'll kiss before we say goodnight I have to say, though, just as one last little oh, God. trolley comment, the piano in that one really, really reminds me of the Dire Dire Docks music from Super Mario 64. I have no idea what that is. Right? <laughs> I just had to pull it up because I knew you wouldn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's a, that is... It uh, is an apt comparison. Yeah. She just got owned. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is like, <laughs> I feel like maybe when they wrote the Dire Dire Docks music, they were listening to Whatever Happens by Vanessa Williams. I, I'll tell you what. It, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. That's Thanks. a good thing. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's the right stuff. Yeah. Vanessa Williams has gone on to become a big star. Yes, she has. Married NBA player. Have some kids. Have a kid who has, <laughs> I think, a band that cool people like, from what I can tell. She has a daughter named Jillian uh, Hervey, I think is her name. Jillian Hervey. Okay. And she's in a band called Lion Babe, which is like her and a producer. Oh. And they play like festivals and stuff. Apparently cool people like them. And they've only had, this is just a cool note if you're into this, because I think that this is a very good song. They've only had one charting song like ever on any chart in the world. And it was a French number 65 from 2016 nice. of the cover of Tom Jones's She's a Lady. Love and it. it's like an R&B kind of like thing. I've never heard of them. And I'm so going to be honest, just that. go on YouTube, listen to... She's a lady, because I'm going to be honest, it's like I'm going to sure listen to more Lion Babe. It will be in the uh, playlist for this episode. Yeah, it's a very interesting take. you will be able to find on our website, which yeah. is offbeattrackscast.com. Yes, and then you can tell us how you feel about Tom Jones covers. And, yes, um, and Vanessa Williams' and gender early, roles early and, ballads and um, dance pop Yes, songs. we're on Twitter, at Offbeat Tracks. Yes, so please check us out there and drop us a line and tell us maybe what you'd like us to cover, because we might do it. Yes, we might. We are, we are always looking for stuff. Until next time, I'm Max. I'm Danielle. See you. See you.